All right, so hey, Chatty Cathy's and my Gabby Gabbers, welcome to Mini Gabs of Many Many Gabs. My name is Natalie. I'm Kina. And I'm Carrie. And then here we have, we have <laughs> Carrie. Yay! The first podcast that I actually know. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. It is. Carrie and I have not seen each other for a decade. and wow. But I creep and found her on Facebook and we're like, you should be my friend, pretty much. <laughs> Aww. It worked. Yeah. Hey. So where are you living now? North Dakota. Oh man, that's very cold, I bet. It's so cold. Are you like North North Dakota? Because that's where my in-laws are. And they're like, it is so cold, my car won't start most of the time. Yeah, I actually am like about an hour from the border. Oh wow. So almost Canada. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. <laughs> like just in case you need to make that escape or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> zombie apocalypse handmaid's tale situation you can go by foot maybe you know, just coronavirus doesn't you. come in here you know i mean <laughs> too cold, too cold. <laughs> oh man and this is our first time we're doing podcasting live now so our patreon are seeing this and all it's beautiful unedited glory <laughs> oh man so hi guys we have some people actually here oh man i'm gonna stutter i just know it Y'all know my problems. I'm going to mispronounce things, but that's normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got some doozy words this time. So what did you discover this week, Natalie? Well, I saw this cool thing that posted on my Facebook. I'm part of a group that's called Horrible Historical History. Ooh. It's an easy little post, and it's a neat picture of flower sacks and so in 1939 kansas wheat that company when they realized women were using their sacks to to make as clothes as children i just think it's really cool that they then started adding flower prints to their fabrics and stuff because they would make little dresses and stuff like that so they're like oh well at least you can have something nice and an extra bonus that i really didn't know about was the fact that the label would wash out oh oh no that was a flower sack I th- I always thought because I've heard that before, but I always thought the pattern was on the inside for some reason. I just assumed that like one side was a label and one side was the pattern. I think for some companies, but this one specifically made it able to wash out. I'm like, oh, that's not nice. Um, because yeah, my grandmother was one of those like flower sack little girls. <laughs> yeah, their stuff. So. Yeah, um, what'd you that's find? Really cool. It is Black History Month, and today. We're recording on the 4th is Rosa Parks' birthday. So on USA Today, they did a little thing on her and said she would have been 107 today. And there are five facts you should know about her. So I thought it was kind of cool. Number one is that she wasn't the first 15-year-old civil rights activist. Clawed out. Oh, what was that? I hiccuped there. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. My hiccups are so violent and just angry. I just love cute hiccups. Anyway, uh, 15-year-old civil rights activist Claudette Colvin came before Parks and making news for being dragged off a bus and jailed for not giving up her seat. But she became pregnant soon after her arrest and civil rights leaders opted against using her case to spark in a movement. The Moreno Rainbow. Uh, she was <laughs> also an activist. She was a seamstress by trade, but was deeply active in the NAACP, working to improve civil rights in her community. Her December 1st action of refusal to give up her seat in the black section of the bus to a white man was calculated, but not planned for that time. She said, I got on the bus to go home, and uh, she was just tired. So they uh, planned to do it a different time, but 
that day she just gave no fucks and was like, right now, this is when it's happening. Uh, she knew the bus driver, which I did not know. His name was James Blake, and he had a reputation for treating black passengers without any dignity. More than a decade earlier, Blake stopped Parks from entering the front of the bus, telling her to use the back entrance, and then sped away before she got on. That's a dick move. I mean, all this <laughs> is a dick move, but <laughs> her arrest was supposed to spark a one-day boycott. So Edie Nixon, who was president of Montgomery's NAACP chapter, led an effort to turn Parks' arrest into a one-day boycott. It was such a success that they were like, oh, we got to keep doing this. And so it turned into a bigger movement. And the last one is that it lasted more than a year and helped galvanize the civil rights movement. So after Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. made a speech at Holt Street Baptist Church asking people to join in the fight against segregation, thousands of passengers boycotted the buses regularly for 381 days. The boycott dealt a serious financial blow to the transportation service. More than 70% of the city's bus patrons were black, so they actually made a real big dent and they made a big point. So, really sparked the civil rights movement. A little bit more information. The more you know. Rainbow. Rainbow. Want- all right. So, I don't know you at all, so I have questions. So, how okay. do you guys know each other? High school? Is that what yep. I'm getting? Mm-hmm. In uh, middle school. So- yeah. Although, to be perfectly honest, like, I don't remember most of middle school. I have no idea what happened. Like, I recently saw that eighth grade end of the year video again. And I don't know if you've seen that as an adult. <laughs> No. <laughs> anyway, it's it's. I don't even remember that. I, huh. I, should, <laughs> I feel like I need to see this. I should send it to you. It's yeah, horrible content. It can't be copied because um, this techie kid made it, so it's like embedded and you can't copy it. So we've just oh. been passing around one DVD f- between a few people over the last couple of years. So okay, it's yeah. No, I'd love to see that. A couple of things I remember mostly between Carrie and I is. We were, wait, weren't you on basketball for Hatfield? Yeah, I was. And then I was on basketball for, basketball team for Mina. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Hatfield consolidated to Mina, which I agree sucked for y'all because they were only short by like three I people. Think we had to have like 350 and we had like, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was 347. Just like, yeah, just a handful of people short. And mm-hmm. so that made the school consolidate to Mina. And so we have these two rival teams having to then play together. Yeah. And, uh, on all sports. On all sports. <laughs> I, uh, I was so traumatized by that, too, because that was the fourth school I went to or something like that. We moved to Arkansas from Oregon when I was like 10 or 11. And so I was like, how dare they take my school away? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that having to get used to all the Hatfield people. And then I know in eighth grade... Carrie and I, we made a coliseum out of our I Christmas. totally forgot about that. We did. Oh, yes. I love that so much. For our home ec, we were supposed to make happy little gingerbread houses. And everyone had like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And like, here's the Wizard of Oz, little yellow brick road. And then we have a fucking coliseum with little animal crafts. Pretty good lion. too, I think. Do what? Yes, you ate it. And I'm like, I'm not touching this. This has been sitting out for a couple of days. <laughs> oh. yeah, I'm a little pig with food. I totally am. <laughs> um, but my favorite part is when we made, they said like it has to have something gingerbread. So we made little gingerbread men, gladiators. 
and we like ripped yeah. the leg off of one of them. Like the lion was eating it. Mm-hmm. It was good. Oh, I, I think I forgot to bring frosting one time too. I know this is weird, but I, I think I forgot to bring frosting one time when I was supposed to and I knew how to make it. And so I was just like, well, I'm going to, instead of trying to figure out how to buy frosting, I rode yeah. to school or the bus to school. I was like, I'll just like run away from school real quick, go to the convenience store and get powdered sugar and um, butter and I'll just make frosting in class. And that's all you needed to know about middle school me to think like, I believe that was a viable plan and I did it. And that's, I had no idea you did that. Yeah. I've been like extremely independent since I was like six months old. Oh, wow. So what made you leave Arkansas? Oh, I was in the air force. Oh, and I'm not anymore. I just, bought a house when I was enlisted and I haven't been able to sell it yet so oh that sucks yeah Yeah. I mean it was only it's only 12 degrees right now so it's only only 12 degrees oh my gosh I almost love that because right now it's like 70 something here what I'm sweating I didn't want to show my arms I was like I'm sure and then I I have a long sleeve t-shirt on and a hoodie and I'm wearing sweatpants and socks and I literally have a heated blanket on for my feet Man, yeah, we had a choice of a few places to go, and up north was one, and I was like, no, no. So now we're in South Texas. Yay! I really hated it when I was still enlisted, but, like, I've been a civilian for a few years now, and it's been a lot better as a civilian. But enlistment didn't work out very well for me. Um, I just wasn't a great job choice. You need to tell them what badass job you have now for your your new business. Oh, I'm a private investigator. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I primarily do criminal defense work, um, uh, murder cases, gross sexual imposition, assault and stuff like that. But I also do civil stuff here and there. Oh, my God. You're like a goddamn superhero. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worthy. <laughs> Pretty much. Holy shit. That is so cool. And I'm like, I right, will make a pretty picture. And like, she is kicking ass and taking names. Like, it's just <laughs> impressive. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and how long were you in the Air Force? Six years. Oh, okay. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, I live really close to your boot camp. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I bet it is really hot down there. Yes. Yeah, every time I go downtown, we see all the little airmen walking around in the blues. And I'm like, you're hot. You're not having a good time. Yeah, and they have a. <laughs> The sunburn. Yes, we mm-hmm. went to Sea World and it was oh, like not 100 degrees. Yeah, and then all these people were like full blues, long sleeves. It's like mm-hmm. 100 degrees, and they look like death. And all their families are like, "This is the best time ever." Yeah. <laughs> My husband in the Air Force, he's like, "They're straight up not having a good time, yo." <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. I that like your town pass. I think it is after basic training. All I wanted to do was eat. Like we went to downtown San Antonio and I was like, I need Mexican food. And we just followed a mariachi band to a restaurant on the river. How you do it? it was a good decision. They had great food. We stopped at like every 30 minutes. I was like, is anybody else hungry? Like, do y'all need some food? They're like, no, we've been eating normally for the past two months. So we're not starving. Yeah. Although my husband, we went to Lackland not too long ago and he was like, what the hell happened? Cause it's so nice now. He's like, mm-hmm. when we went, it was garbage. Now they have like food trucks and shit at graduation. Like, oh, that's cool. And they had like snow cone machines. He's like, they did not do that when I was here. <laughs> I used to be like 
like upset when they improved the qualities like that. I was like, how dare they? It was terrible for me. Um, but Lackland is it, not so much as bad as it was. Um, if you read current reports from the air force, but, mm-hmm. um, sexual assault is a huge problem in the military, mm-hmm. especially in training centers with big, huge ones like Lackland. Mm-hmm. So to me, when they're talking about improving the um, conditions of it, I'm hoping that they're putting airmen in better conditions. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, it's also one of the better ones for the mold. It's like a huge thing where military housing is oh, yeah. deadly mold everywhere. Nobody's doing anything about it. It's awful. Two of the three dorms I lived in on base got torn down because of mold. Oh, my God. That's so shitty. And it's like <laughs> North Dakota has like 2% mold. It's like nothing. God. I did see that Lackland just got picked to be a refuge for coronavirus refugees or something. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'll just stay in my house and try not to get sick. Yeah. Maybe just worth it. Oh my god, I'm so glad I'm over that. Oh, it didn't last as long as I thought I would, but yeah, I thought I was dying for like a day. It's fine. It was just a cold. You know, there's like a sweet spot where you're like, is this the cold or is this the flu? You know, when you're yeah. at the peak of it, and I was like, oh, fingers crossed. No, I'm good. Riveting, Kina. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about being a PI or is it like top secret confidential? Oh, no, yeah, I can totally talk about it. Yeah, what do you want to know? Like, what are you curious about? Um, is it, like, a lot of, like, Everything. cheating people? Is it, like, Veronica Mars? Have you seen Veronica uh, Mars? Yeah, okay, so I actually just recently watched Veronica Mars from start to finish because I already kept making the comparison. I used to have, like, really long blonde hair, so that made it worse. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I bet so. <laughs> yeah, and... um. So I watched all of Veronica Mars. No, I don't. I do like no cheating cases. I've had people contact me, but most of the time they just want to talk to somebody for a couple of minutes. Like cheating partners know like their part. They know they're being cheated on when it's happening normally. So they just like, so I've had people call, but nobody, nobody hires me for that. I mainly do criminal defense, like I said. So like with murder cases and, you know, like the big charges like that, I will sit down and like review everything that law enforcement has done up to that point. And then I basically just like start a list of things that don't add up. Like sometimes it's little tiny stuff, like a box is checked wrong on a form. And sometimes it's like a lot bigger. Don't want to give any real examples, but sometimes it's a lot bigger things, especially like they didn't talk to somebody they should have talked to, or Mm -hmm. this person's not on the witness list and they should be on the witness list, et cetera. But a lot of times I go out and redo interviews. People change their their mind about what happened every time they're interviewed. Yeah. Um, and it's really a perception thing. And a lot of the times what you'll find is like people call the cops when they're worked up about something and then they make a complaint. And then later they're like, my bad, I kind of overreacted. And if you just go ask them again, they'll tell you that. And you'd be surprised how much there's little stuff like that um, where people are like, my bad. Sorry. I overreacted and, you know, made a big fuss out of nothing. For private cases, it's all sorts of stuff. Sometimes I just like, I have private investigators have access to different databases, like protected databases that you can't get as a civilian. Um, So sometimes I just like run searches in those databases for people like locate vehicles or I don't know how familiar you all are with the oil field, but um, I'm just right on the edge of the Bakken oil field. And there's I don't know, an interesting culture that it creates that makes a potential for a lot of civil cases because it's yeah. 
tons of people coming in from different areas, looking out in the oil field, making millions of dollars, and then fighting each other about it. So, wow, okay. that's where my brother-in-law works at that yeah. field. So they're probably really close. She's a nurse at a hospital. Well, Are they in Minot? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where I am. Yeah, okay. Man, so what do you like the most? Did you go into it because, like, the psychology aspect or the investigative aspect or? Um, well, it started because I really like legal work. I didn't. Okay, so I was a nuclear weapons maintainer when I was enlisted. And I. <laughs> like, no, she you say that so casually. casually. <laughs> I know. I, it, I didn't like it. It wasn't. It wasn't for me, you know. It was a rough six years. Um mm-hmm. But at some point, I realized that I thought criminal defense stuff was really cool. And I started looking into it and got my bachelor's degree in legal studies and then worked as a legal secretary for a while and got a lot of practical experience. And then this is a weird jump that I moved on to doing like federal background investigations for security clearances had like, I just saw somebody's it's a wild west of the oil field. They're right. Yeah. But so I got a lot of investigative experience and I was like, maybe I don't want to be a legal assistant anymore. Maybe I want to be, um, you know, a private investigator. And then, so I just did it, took off and works out pretty good. Um, there is a big psychological aspect for it. Um, I've taken a break from criminal defense a couple of times in like six months or so and then come back because it's kind of, it's, a, there's a big emotional toll to it, but it's not the way that a lot of people expect, um, it's really hard to see 20 year old kids get sentenced to 20 years in prison. Yeah. Day in and day out. It It's rough. So mm. yeah, I have a lot to say about like veterans and their criminal justice system and the criminal justice system as a whole. I could just talk for hours. You should have a podcast. Man, that is so fascinating. I love the, psychological aspect i met a lot of like profilers and stuff like that part oh mm-hmm. but yeah it's so hard to see that kind of thing it's so draining so if you're a bleeding heart it's not great yeah. <laughs> and one thing i will say that i've gotten some pushback from this before but i think it's really important to say you don't first become a criminal defendant before you've been a victim mm-hmm. very few criminal defendants are like had a good life and things went well for them, you know, and there's a lot of psychological aspects for veterans. Um, They're like really disproportionately represented in the criminal justice system compared to like their civilian counterparts. Um, And it's, there's, there's some key reasons for it, but it's not PTSD and traumatic brain injury. Like people think it's literally just nobody's deprogrammed a killer is what it comes down to. And I hate to put it so bluntly, but yeah, true. Not enough people talk about that kind of stuff either, so it makes it more isolating, I think. I agree. Yeah. But there's so many really good podcasts, criminal defense stuff, that it's like, mm-hmm. what could I contribute? And that's not negatively to me, because I know I'm a badass, but... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I dig the confidence. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of, you know, but you gotta find a niche, you know? Are there drunk people talking about it? That could be your niche, you know? There are actually, there's a bunch of like alcohol and true crime podcasts. There's like so many. Listen, (laughs) I just saw today that my favorite murder makes $15 million a year. And I was like, holy shit balls. 
And I'm Joe Rogan makes thirty million a year. I can't I even comprehend <laughs> in the news that um, one of the really popular true crime podcasts got in trouble for plagiarizing, and they had to take yes. down most of their episodes. Oh yeah, wow! Crime Junkie. I want yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And that is why we cite our sources here on Historical AF Pod. Absolutely. <laughs> that happens. I I genuinely appreciate because it's it is a different media and I think that it you know it's like sharing something on Facebook and you mm-hmm. can share a post, but it's really important to credit people because you know it's not you're talking about somebody's work, their mm-hmm. what they do for a living and that's how they bring in their money. So when you steal it from them, you're literally taking money out of their pockets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only have my thesis online, but if somebody stole that and was like, I came up with this on a podcast, I would be like, holy, I'm going to end you. <laughs> it would not be good. <laughs> I spent some... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, Mine are so violent. I'm so jealous of, like, petite little... Sometimes like, they're really jerk. loud. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing about doing a podcast is I love the idea of talking to a big platform of people about criminal justice and veterans mm-hmm. in the criminal justice system and just like the the problems with the system as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I just like, I'm not business minded like that. Like I want to be, I'd rather be at the jail talking to my clients or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want the world to know. Did you see my whole death shake? I yeah. want the world to know <laughs> what I have to say. I just don't want to have to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. That's understandable. It is a lot of work. Get your husband on that part. <laughs> yeah, I've told him a couple of times. Just go ahead. See, and I have like a professional recording mic and stuff too, because my husband's a musician. Like we have everything I could possibly need to make a podcast. Whatever that thing is in front of Kina, we got one of those too. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, a but I have one. Something like that. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm supposed Super to pushing. stop popping sounds, but I still do it somehow. So, talent. What uh, instrument does he play? All of them. Primarily guitar. He's got like <laughs> a lot of guitars. And um, but when he was in high school, he played a baritone sax. And then he was in the Air Force. There's there's usually a band flight for the graduating people in mm-hmm. basic training, and he was in the band flight. When he was in basic training. Oh, that's so fun. He yeah, usually the bands piano. get to like leave during boot too and do like parades and stuff. So I know. I thought like, that yeah. too. But he said it was really horrible because um they had a lot more demands of them because they were um, a band flight. So they still had to do everything else and be a band flight. Yeah. I would say that. I barely figured out how to march in like in a unit, so I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't have yeah. been able to do anything else. Yeah, any more booze? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I have a cooler today. Oh, fancy! I'm so fancy. It's from Trader Joe's. I'm so white. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm accepting it. Actually, uh, <laughs> oh, what else can I ask here? So you're, you guys are the same age. Mm-hmm. Man, you're so successful and you're so young. Thank you. Man. It wasn't smart. I mean, it wasn't easy. It was, and it was a lot of, okay. I say this with the widest of privilege, totally. But, like, I kind of happened into a lot of things that worked out for me that, like, were not good for me while they were happening, but worked out great for me. So, 
I just like coincidentally found out I like criminal defense because somebody I knew got criminal charges. And I was like, here, let me see if I can help your defense team. And I did. Oh, wow. (laughs) So that's so cool. Like, and then everything from there just kind of like fell in line. I got lucky in a lot of ways, I feel like. And, you know. That's a lot of credit to you because I think a lot of people get signed and then they just ignore them because they're like, oh, you know, thanks. I can't do that. But, you know, bravo. I knew from like day two of the Air Force that I shouldn't have been there. And I didn't listen for like four years. So, (laughs) yeah, I was lucky. I went to I enlisted into the Navy and I went through MEPS and then I was in that like pre- whatever they do in the Navy. And then I got sick and they kicked me out and I was like, Oh, thank God. I really didn't want to do it. I just wanted the insurance, but yeah, yeah, medically kicked out, but I hadn't actually gone to boot. So it doesn't matter, but (laughs) you just didn't want to stay in Arkansas. So it doesn't even, I just like needed a scapegoat. (laughs) Yeah. My husband's from Wisconsin and he spent 15 years in the air force in Arkansas. Like Mm. imagine you join the military to travel the world see interesting people and you end up in little rock arkansas for 15 years i'm not I at mean, all surprised by that because i know people who stayed at minot their entire mm-hmm. careers like retire after 20 plus years having mm-hmm. only been to minot because there's like the nuclear enterprise is only so many places you mm-hmm. know? he's a c-130 yeah. mechanic and little rock was the biggest base but yeah. yeah that's why we got any base we wanted because he'd been there so long and they're like whatever you want just, yeah just go ahead go. get out of here yeah. <laughs> just leave <laughs> it's fine I mean, he got a cool hillbilly wife out of it, so I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> I know, like, you actually met, so I don't think it's, like, that terrible. True. Um, another cool fun fact about Carrie is that she paints, too. Oh, cool. She's really crafty. Well. She's getting good. It's it's fine. But I love the gold sun-like thing that you made. And Oh, the sunflower on one side and the moon on the other. It's it's over there, but I don't know if I can reach it. It's fine. But I love it. She has like, she's, it's almost almost like a series because it's using the same colors and different landscapes and everything. So it's like pretty cool. They're for our moms too. I'll tell you because they're never listen to this. It doesn't matter if I post it. But they're for our moms. My husband and my mom's for Mother's Day. And then one of my aunts who's like mothers me a lot. So I made them like a series of paintings to show them, like, look what I did for the moms. Aww, I like it. Yeah, it's so cheesy. That's so that's really cool. I like people that my brain is one sided. Like I'm pure artsy, so I like literature, history, art, and I love people that are still like good at logical stuff and artsy stuff because I don't understand you why you can get good at everything. So you and Natalie, I'm just like, what's wrong with you? You and I'm still like right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm only like one side. So yeah. Yes. Few people would say I'm very logical, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can look at it this way, Keenan. Like, at least you're really good at something where I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really love that little. I love your paintings. Th- those. Oh, little- yeah. She bought one of my minis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's so it's so cute, and it looks like when the snow's all covered outside and stuff, and it's like I don't know, it's cold here at last. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh, I don't know how you do it. 
I don't know, like, when you showed me your picture of your house, you see all the trees and the heavy snow and everything. It's just gorgeous. I would have loved to be there. It looks beautiful. It was probably negative 30 when I took that picture. Wow. Probably. Which is crazy, like, of where you are. And I know, and sometimes in Arkansas, once my mom walked out with her hair wet and it froze instantly. Yeah. And, like, a little piece broke off, just like a cool run-ins. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't wear contacts like four anymore. Year old. Because they'll freeze in your eyes and like oh. the inside of your nose will freeze and stuff. And like, I have a little nose ring. If you're not careful, like it'll freeze on the inside. It's, I can, oh, no. <laughs> how cold I've literally seen it be negative 75. Like that's not an exaggeration. I'm a hundred percent serious. I don't understand. I am consistently asking Zeke, how did you grow up there? Because he is from Eagle River, Wisconsin, which is like, you can see Canada from his house pretty much. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand it. I, I've been up there to see his family and it's like August and it's still cold. And I'm like, how yeah. do people live here? Winter here is from Just, like September to March at least. Man, I know his, his dad came down here and he had brought his dog and he's like, this is the first time he saw grass. And we're like, what? He was so excited. <laughs> when I first got here, I like flew in and I'm on the plane and there's a, a mom with a couple of kids in the row in front of me or behind me or something. And one of the kids is out like looking out the window and he's like, mom, I can see the grass from here. And she's like, it's buried under 10 feet of snow. You can't see the grass. And I was like, was like, excuse me, is there really 10 feet of snow? She's like, you are a brand new airman, aren't you? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. She's like, okay, just be prepared to be scared. Like, you're just going to be cold for a couple of weeks. It's fine. You'll get over it. I and so by the time I got off the plane, I'm like, I can't live here. This was the worst decision I've ever made. <laughs> well, now it's home. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how things work out. Man. Not to say there's nothing. I mean, it is gorgeous up north. I have friends that I just got orders to Montana. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it's really the pretty. <laughs> the summers here are just, like, amazing. They're just mm-hmm. perfect. Well, a lot of those areas don't look like they should be real. They just look so beautiful. They look fake. And yeah. It just blows my mind that something can be that pretty. We have really pretty sunsets up here. Not a lot of trees. It's pretty flat in the northern half of the state. The picture of my yard that I showed you with the trees, that's like, I took that picture in like the most advantage, advantageous way to show as many trees as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's probably just two trees on my property and I can see a few trees in my neighborhood, but there's not. I mean, mm. when you come into a town, you don't see a canopy of trees or anything like that. Man, that's really cool. Is there anything you want to, well, you you know, Natalie, know about us, anything before we, before we go and jump what into What was your um, thesis about for your... The Arkansas Lunatic Asylum and how it was a Kirkbride style asylum and how it connected to the United States. So Arkansas Asylum was destroyed, but nobody had ever proven that they used a certain type of therapy there. So... Mm-hmm. That was proving that they used moral management there, which moral management is basically like, hey, maybe we shouldn't tie people to like walls and like yeah, throw cold water on them. Human beings like humans, they respond yeah. really well. <laughs> and like their treatment was like, let them go for a walk and have some fresh air and just talk to them. And it was like revolutionary. So <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shitty still, stuff still happened, but. Not as bad as some other states. So Arkansas was pretty thrilled that I proved that because 
I think on the East Coast, there's one asylum where they just ran out of money for clothes. So everybody was just naked all the time. And yeah. then also like beaten and stuff. It was really bad. There's, I had a lot of places. I've, I've done a little bit of research on those before. Because a lot mm-hmm. of, there's a lot of overlap between the criminal justice system and um, mental health issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've done some research before. And it's pretty much just all tragic, horrible shit. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it, it was a... It was a really tough topic to spend yeah. my life doing for a while, but it made me happy to know that at least the people in charge of Arkansas had really good intentions, mm-hmm. but they just had no money, so it went to shit. But if they would have had the money, it would have been great. But That's generally the thing that I see with almost everything wrong in the world, and this is a real broad statement, but like people don't have enough money and they don't have enough training. Mm-hmm. Yay, we're so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Like we're a fun <laughs> podcast, and then everything turns dark. So dark. So many people die in my stories this week, guys. Yeah. I can't even tell you. <laughs> just, I, my gut hurt just typing it. I was like, "Oh, this is bad." So many people die. So thank you so much for coming on our little mini Gab, Gabby, Gabber, Gab, Gab. It doesn't sound good when I say it. <laughs> Sounds good when Natalie says it. When I say it, Gabber's perfect. I'm trying too hard. <laughs> mini Gabs and many Gabs. <laughs> Yeah. So just tune in Sunday <laughs> with Carrie. <laughs> and if you want to join our live podcast now, join Patreon. That's the thing that's happening. You guys should Very totally nerdy. plug how much stuff is on your Patreon too. For $2. $2, guys, you get like everything. And that's, <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Most of them, like their bare minimum is $5. And if you want anything worth having, it's like $20 a month. But for $2, you guys give like everything. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. So get in the Patreon, guys. It's worth it. I promise. Two bucks. Yay. I don't even notice I'm paying it. <laughs> yeah, it really isn't a lot. <laughs> We just had a, did I miss cannibalism in this episode? Yeah, that's the other thing we talk about too much. <laughs> My favorite topic. I know, right? All roads lead to cannibalism. <laughs> Eventually, anyway. Eventually. You can find it in anything. Don't no. stick to being vegetarian. <laughs> oh, oh man. I'm Are you right. now? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been on and off a couple of times. Either move out weirdo. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, vegetarian is awesome. Uh, Finally, another one. I was a vegetarian for like two years of my life. Yeah, but then you brag about how much you and your husband smoke meat, so you can just oh, go away. Okay. He's so ridiculously good at it that I feel guilty for liking it, but it's just so goddamn good. Have you ever had jackfruit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just tried it actually not long ago. I love jackfruit, man. It's delicious. Yeah, and you need to try jackfruit. <laughs> oh, that would be good. I mean, like in a uh, smoker, not like. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what was that? I know what you mean. Uh, both both would be fun. <laughs> it's fine. My mom doesn't watch this. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. We'll see you Sunday. Bye. Mm-hmm.